You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, I'm really glad you could join me again today for our Christmas podcast, Joy to the World. And if these are meaningful to you, I hope you'll share them with somebody else and and, and let them know it, it might be meaningful to them too. This week, we're looking at the joy of worship. And we see from the story of the wise men that a, a lot of planning went into their worship. I mean, the wise men had traveled a long distance for a long time to find this child that had been born. Most of the time when we picture this scene, we visualize the wise man kneeling down to little bitty one-day-old baby Jesus. Why? Because every Christmas card you get and every nativity set you've ever seen has the wise men bowing down to a little baby at the manger, you know, kind of next to the shepherds. But in reality, and many of you may not even know this, scholars believe the chances are very good that Jesus was more likely a toddler, maybe around two years of age when the wise men finally arrived after traveling 900 miles or so. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11 says that they came to a house. Notice, not a stable. And Jesus was not a baby, but it refers to him as a child. My point is that the wise men had probably been traveling anywhere from maybe a year or two years to come and present their gifts. So long before they arrived in Bethlehem, they had put a great deal of thought and planning into what kind of gifts to bring Jesus. They weren't doing the last-minute scramble at the 24-hour Bethlehem Walmart. No, they planned ahead, thinking, if this child really turns out to be a king, if he turns out to be the long-awaited Messiah, we're going to need to honor him with the right kind of gift, a, a personalized gift, a customized gift, a, a worshipful gift. Now, what is it about these gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh that demonstrated such planning and personalized gifts to honor Jesus? I mean, these were not common gifts given to just anybody. Each of the gifts matched one of the important characteristics of Jesus and his mission. For instance, first, gold was a gift that you would give a king. From the time Jesus was born, he was recognized as a king. The wise men asked, where is the newborn king? Revelation 19 says, he is the king of kings. So this gift of gold, I mean, it's a very significant, meaningful gift. Second, frankincense was a gift for a high priest. In Jewish custom, the high priest would use incense for the temple worship and temple sacrifices. The function of the high priest was to open the way for people to God. When Jesus died on the cross, he opened the way for all of us to God. No longer did we need a human priest to go to God for us, but Jesus is our high priest. So frankincense was a gift for a high priest, the one who would open the way to God. Now, the third gift was myrrh, and that's an interesting gift for a baby because myrrh was a spice. Do you know what it was commonly used for? Burial. Myrrh was a gift for the dead. We read in John 19 that Nicodemus brings a 95-pound mixture of myrrh to wrap the body of Jesus to prepare it for burial. So this gift signified what was to come for this child. All the way from his birth, we were already getting the signal, the sign that Jesus came to die. Now, put all that together. 
Don't you have a new appreciation for the kind of planning, the highly personalized customization that went into these gifts for Jesus? Gold to honor King Jesus, frankincense to honor the high priest who opened the way to God, and myrrh to signify that he came to die for you and me. You've heard it said, that phrase, it's the thought that counts. I think God places a high value on the thought and planning we put into giving. Do you do that? Do you think ahead of time about how you're going to honor God? Or are you like the dude scrambling around Walmart on Christmas Eve, not putting any thought into the matter and just searching for something because you can't go home empty-handed? Listen, this Christmas, let's not make God an afterthought. Let's make him our first thought. Would you pray with me? God, I thank you for these guys that brought such meaningful gifts to a king, to a high priest, to the one who would die, but more importantly, who would rise from the dead in order to give us hope. And I pray as we approach Christmas this year, God, that we'll be thoughtful in our worship to you, will be thoughtful in the gifts that we bring to you. I know many in the Eastside family are in this unfinished season initiative that we've been in, and just thinking in fresh ways about how good you have been to us and that we have been blessed in order to be a blessing. May we be thoughtful in our worship and blessing to you this Christmas. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Catch you back here tomorrow.